0: Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me.
1: Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his times in the territories with PG 13 to his times in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more, nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google
2: Podcasts, and all major podcast formats.
0: All right, everybody, happy new year, and welcome to the first episode of I Know You Hear Me with me, Flynn Hendricks in 2022. Everybody listening, I hope the new year has been good to you so far. I hope you've made some attainable resolutions that you can stick to. And if you fall off track, don't let it discourage you. But hey, before we get started today, I just want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Elise Bowman for continuing to sponsor this show and allowing me to bring you awesome guests like the one I've got lined up for you today. And I also want to thank our brother podcast, Live and In Color with Wolfie D, hosted by professional wrestler Wolfie D and Jimmy Street for continuing to sponsor this podcast and allowing me to sponsor them as well. So... Got some things worked out for them that are going to be coming down the pipeline in the future along with some huge guests. And believe me when I say we've got huge guests lined up in 2022 is just the launching pad for everything we started here in 2021. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring our guest on right now. He is an accomplished voice actor. He is somebody that Mercedes Lewis was adamant that I had to get on, and then somebody that last week's guest, Sky Gager, was adamant that I had to get on, and somebody that was also adamant that I have to have all three on in a roundtable discussion at some point, so spoiler alert, that is coming as well. He's an accomplished second-generation arm wrestler, and... The night that we're recording this, he also lost the arms and legs challenge to his wife. Guys, it is my pleasure to have on the show tonight Greg Arnold. Greg, how are you, man?
1: hey it's uh it's a pleasure to be here thank you so much and, my pleasure uh, yeah, yeah just when i thought i was i was training so hard for uh the prestigious arm versus legs challenge apparently uh, my wife uh secretly has been working just <laughs> as if not even harder than, shady uh, shenanigans than me, so well deserved but hey i guess my uh, my work ethic is kind of rubbing off on her <laughs>
0: absolutely so i i gotta know because i'm not gonna lie i'm a little uh, a little out of the loop on that what is the arms and legs challenge
1: uh, it's just a little... So, so I'm a streamer as well. I, I stream video games online, uh, like a variety streamer, but I also stream some games that I voice. Yeah, yeah just kind of like a form of entertainment. Right, but right. Whenever I cross a certain follower threshold, like 100 and 200, this time it was like 200. Oh, congratulations. Um, I bring my, thanks. I bring my wife in to uh, just kind of do something a little different, kind of get her involved and yeah. kind of meet uh, meet the community. And I don't know if I still have it here. Oh, yes, I do. Um so, this is a kind of a contraption that my dad and I have used in uh-huh. th- in our training regiment. Oh. It's like a little strap thingamabobber where it take like a C handle or just any like full handle. And yeah. we kind of use it to work on some pronating exercises, but mm-hmm. we attached a, a carabiner to, to this nice. uh, where I would hold on to the handle where she would attach both her legs, like loop both her legs in, and I would just kind of like hold. To hold the strength yeah. of her legs for like a form of 30 seconds now the way that she would win when i was pinned literally pinned, because we used like some balloons and we would attach like a thumbtack to her <laughs> the bottom of her shoe and when the balloon would pop that was when she pinned me oh. So that was when she won so anyway that's <laughs> that, that's the that's the schematics of the, of the arm and legs challenge but just just a little something for fun and i like uh, that to test out my uh test out my regiment but the thing is that my my wife is equally if not more of a badass (laughs) than me because she was the type to max out those leg press machines back in high school and the leg curls so she's oh uh, man she's definitely got she's got strong legs (laughs) she doesn't
0: (laughs) she doesn't skip leg day that's a good thing i know some (laughs) listeners of this show that do so uh Big Sev, I hope you're listening. Don't skip leg day. <laughs>
1: yeah, t- take it from me. I need to start doing legs. <laughs> I, r- I run every day with our Siberian Husky you know, to kind of keep my weight in the threshold that we need right, for uh,
0: Right, right. I'll tell you what, i trade you the leg day that I did just before this if I can start getting the runs. So we'll do that even yeah. little trade there. I'm sure I could spare one. <laughs> <laughs> now let's back it up a little bit because like I said, you came highly recommended and Mercedes and Sky both were adamant that I had to have you on, and Mercedes has never steered me wrong before, so I was all about it, and then hearing Sky give you that second recommendation, I was like, absolutely. So
1: They're being way too generous.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. So tell me about how you got introduced to them, and then we're going to back it up a little bit further after that.
1: The way that I met those two, so there had been this dubbing channel called team avalon uh-huh. uh, where we would yes. dub over these games and some that didn't really have any english dubbing in existence mm-hmm. but just a little something uh something for fun that that was gonna launch but yeah i had met mercedes and sky both on there and you know a few other uh, select voice talent that haven't really been mentioned yet but i don't know it's like we had like a very similar passion with like wanting to be part of like an anime or mm-hmm. a triple a title and i don't know it's like it, it was just an incredibly i mean voiceover is at least in the entertainment genre it's definitely the more wholesome and resourceful and helpful more humble of yes, the very entertainment true. genre but those two in particular they're really good people you know mercedes yeah i've grown uh grown pretty close to like one of my best friends Mm -hmm. right now like so we kind of knew each other uh about a couple of years ago it was like when we started doing team avalon i don't just kind of kind of grew into a to a thing like where we would kind of share auditions with one another Mm -hmm. and so as far as the game that sky mercedes and i are starring it was an old client of mine i had voiced in, in their first title or the debut title called war tech fighters which is a mech fighting like 3d thing like it's uh-huh. it, it's like a it's like Gundam and it's got oh, a little cool. bit of a touch of uh anime inspired nice uh,
0: i'm already stuff. sold so
1: it, it, it was really neat and so i voiced in that title nice. and a couple of years later they reached out to me said hey greg you know we're doing a brand new title yeah would you we're doing a brand new project would you like to be part of it like sure and so they wanted to cast me as the the pro tag and said do you want to try and do uh do a couple of male characters and do you know any female talent like yeah so i i said maybe we could do uh kind of like an exclusive audition for team avalon and mm-hmm. then so long story short they cast mercedes nice. as the female roles the three female roles and they cast sky in the the three male roles
0: nice, so, nice. so
1: i think i think for for those two this is going to be their debut console title. i think so, so. It, it just really makes me feel good to absolutely you know, kind of share and really share this uh this experience i mean i've been in a couple of console games Mm -hmm. before but uh, but this one i I don't know this one just feels uh unreal it's it's very surreal
0: i can tell right now like the listeners can't see because they they don't have access to the camera but like you can just see how ecstatic you are about being able to like you said (laughs) give back to the community help your friends and then you can just see how excited you were to be a part of it and then also have them be such a huge part of it too like that is an amazing thing
1: I mean, they've definitely helped keep me going. They oh, Because yeah. I mean, it, voiceovers is the funnest job ever. There are instances where it can feel like it's work, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, and sometimes you cut. You it really does take a network. Yes, of, it does. It Takes a village to keep yourself going as an entrepreneur. Even though that we'd love nothing more to just do our art, but in order to be successful, mean you do got to treat it as a business. You yes, are your you own do. Boss. You're your own salesperson, your marketer, yep. uh, sometimes your you're own agent.
2: <laughs> yes, very true. So it's, uh,
1: but it's people like Mercedes and Sky and uh, other friends or people and people in your mm-hmm. family that support you in your endeavors that really help keep you climbing that
0: Abs- absolutely true. I mean it's not a it's not a one man thing, that's for sure. Like it takes a village, so to speak. What you may see on the outside, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. It's literally that tip of the iceberg, is that's the best way to describe it, because there's so much that you don't see or whatever it may be that doesn't get the full attention that it deserves or the people that don't get the attention they deserve for the supportive role they play. And it makes a huge difference. So to hear you acknowledge that, man, that just that puts so much in perspective too. try. (laughs) (laughs) So going back past that now, I mean, like it's obvious how much you care about acting, how much you care about giving back and taking care of your people like they take care of you, too. What was it that pulled a young Greg into the acting world? What what got you interested in that?
1: Pretty good question, Ab, because <laughs> I can think back to when I was a lot younger, like a kid. I used to be the one to recite the entire Adam Sandler, you know, big yep. hits like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Big oh Daddy man, we're, ba- spirit, we're ba-
0: spirit animals in.
1: I used to want to be an actor when I was maybe like 10, mm-hmm. but the narrative was, hey, you have to, to relocate to LA yeah. or New York or um, Dallas or whatever whatever the case might have been, but it didn't dawn on me that voice acting was a thing. Right. And, and I remember I used to play, when I used to play video games, the dialogue before voiceover was a thing, like the 16-bit, the- Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: the it just come up on the screen.
1: They didn't have voiceover, but- I would sometimes try and you know enact the voices or convey mm-hmm. convey the certain characters, but it wasn't until 2013 when my wife and I went to an anime con when I had started dating her. Yeah. back in like 2011, she she got me into anime and oh, and I enjoyed. Okay. It. So it was so like 2013 we went to our first anime con called Matsuri Con and we met like. All sorts of, well, not met per se, but we, we got to witness, observe yeah. the top anime talents Travis Willingham, uh, Scott McNeil. Nice. I think Sean Schemmel was
0: yes, there. Yes, just um, met him Saturday.
1: Johnny Young or- Bosch. So all, all those people were there. I got to meet Travis Willingham um, nice. in person uh, in the autograph line uh-huh. as uh, I was cosplaying as uh, Roy Mustang, you know, his, <laughs> his character from FMA. So. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, long story short, we attended a few of the panels that were led by some of the voice talent Mm -hmm. there and they talked about their job and what it takes and it's a lot of hard work but it's incredibly fun and i don't know just the the analysis that i got was just this is something that it didn't dawn on me to maybe start doing I, right I, I like to dip my toe in it and my wife you know really really encouraged me to try and follow it and you know six years later well I, I didn't start until 2015 when we moved into our house uh, we were still in an apartment at the yeah. time but six years later I'm still doing it and I'm still loving it even though I'm only part-time but I, right. I do I definitely have uh, tried to make somewhat of a name for myself
0: I- in that I get it. So, question out of something you just said right there too. Um, you waited until you were in the house. Was that mainly because of like loud neighbors, or just b- until you actually had a space to build? Kind of like what you're in now. It was more you could, of a
1: space. It was more of a space.
0: Uh, I got gotcha. Type of
1: aspect. It wasn't a loud uh, area. It was um, right. It was a matter of how am I going to do it because the way that it was set up, it, it was one living room and then it was it was our bedroom. In theory, we did have a closet where I could have started, but. It was at the time where we were sort of in a transition phase to where yeah. we wanted to start moving into the house because remember, this is 2013 and we moved in the beginning of 2015. Like We found the yeah. house in 2015 and first moved in there. So we were in find a house mode. So there was no way I was going to start a new career.
0: Right, right. Uh, no, I understand thing. that. And I, I respect that for having like the insight to, to realize like, hey, let's get this big thing out of the way first and then I can commit yeah. to it. I, I love that mindset because- Knowing me, I would have tried to do both at the same time and completely just overdone all of it. So, mad respect there, too.
1: So, so yeah, I mean, it it definitely would have been possible Mm -hmm. but uh, we had like so much stuff from our old house like back when we used to live with our family yeah and you know we we couldn't even fit everything into our apartment so i mean it was it would have been challenging anyway but it would have been possible but i just wasn't i didn't want to commit to something until i had a fresh start
0: understandable understandable and then when you got started what were the grassroots of everything for you like did you have a microphone i know like mercedes for example said her first audition was done on a cell phone what was that like for you you? Uh,
1: you know, I did do a couple of auditions on my phone back in the day, but I'm trying to remember what this thing was called. I had used something called the uh, Vocaloo, I think is, is what it was. I'm
0: trying to think uh, if I've heard but, of that, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it, it's a free recording thing that gotcha, I mean, gotcha. can't really edit. But with my setup, I had one of those, I, I, I had no idea, you know, what I mean, I wasn't ready to, like, invest monetary-wise yeah, yeah. Uh, or anything, but I had a Reiki dink one of those Logitech headsets. Mm-hmm. I-, I got a few, like, unpaid gigs, of course, yeah. uh, doing machinimas for Sims, but I wanted to dip my toe to, to like, see what it was like and, and kind of network with people. And even though that I didn't have the means, I had the room, like, I had the bedroom closet that I used, but I was just learning I was getting training from coaches and while well, at the same time trying to audition for hobby
0: mm-hmm.
1: gigs and get myself out there. But yeah, I just had a Logitech without an interface. It was, it, it was bad. And I gotcha. so, so it definitely wasn't good. So the transition was, I, I went online, uh, one of those freelancing sites, uh-huh. there's Upwork freelancer and people per hour. Guru. Yeah. One of them, I found an e-learning job mm-hmm. and, they liked my voice, but they said, "You know, we we like your voice. It's just, do you have a better setup? Do you have a pop filter? Do you have this?" So, long story short, uh, they said, "We'll we'll give you the job on the contingency that you get this." So, nice. I paid I, I paid a few hundred dollars for the setup, and it paid for itself in a in a couple of months. So yeah, that's <laughs> so amazing. Was a, that was my nice,
0: nice. But,
1: and I continuously got work from them for like the next year and a half, and even uh, even a few of the people that I would that would be the point of contact you know I, I reach out to them and sometimes they had jobs for me so it yeah was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it's pretty it was it was really neat I definitely lucked out
0: <laughs> I love it though I love it now when this starts happening you move you start getting into voiceover and you book the e-learning job how is your family and your now wife like are they supportive of all this are they questioning what you're doing how's all that going for you
1: no, I mean, they're, they're incredibly supportive. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been almost overwhelmingly supportive. Uh, I love because, hearing that. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say overwhelming, but, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I know that there have been days where I've had to stop what I was doing, you know, while I was spending time with, with my wife in yeah. for a job endeavor or something that was important, or I had to take a weekend off to finish this uh, mm-hmm. some rush job. It's just awesome that, you know, you're making something of yourself, you know, by yourself yeah. and, Kind of inspiring. I mean, it's it it sucks, you know, at times. But I know that it, with voiceover, it, it's it's a project by project basis.
0: Absolutely, it's not,
1: fi- it, it's not fixed hours. Like, hey, you know, this project is worth this much. So, uh, so, so I don't know. It, it, it's been very, um, it's been very supportive. My, my dad, uh, he he's owned a business for almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of he's kind of taught me the nice. uh, the work ethic and entrepreneurial uh, nice. spirit that I have. And my wife is kind of helped keep me going uh, despite any frustrations that we might have it very very short-lived any of any of that frustration so she she has been incredibly understanding i'm I'm so grateful
0: i'm glad to hear that i'm so glad to hear that and your dad's gonna actually come up in the conversation here in just a little bit too but and this is more i guess maybe a personal question for me with your normal like we'll call it nine to five corporate America job. Uh, I know you told me off air that you're a programmer and certain days where things may get stressful or it's hard to kind of just leave that at the door and you feel like it has just gotten everything out of you that day that you didn't even know you had to give, but you have auditions to do. What is it like for you to turn that switch off and just get into audition mode and start having fun? Like, what is that like for you? Walk me through that.
1: Honestly, uh, I think it's the aspect of, well, well, a couple of things. Uh, Mm -hmm. One is that I know this isn't going to be something I want to do forever but it's also helping me support these endeavors like if i want to get a new demo release or if i want to get some coaching this job is helping a lot you know you know not to mention the benefits and it is definitely challenging on shifting gears you know going from like one to another sometimes uh, and not to mention training for arm wrestling is is very important to us as well and sometimes i have to tell my dad, Hey, there's an audition. I'd like to push out. You know, do you mind if we do it like a little later? And, yeah. you know, my wife's been very supportive with that. There are days where it's tough to where I need, need to shut off, but sometimes it's just, uh, if, if the opportunity is there and it's like, well, okay, I, I can knock this down and it, it's just 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. you, if you do just one audition, you know, you're, you'll, you'll feel better. And I mean, it's sometimes, sometimes you do have to push yourself, but with my job, it, they've been, it's been very helpful because, you know, we're also allowed a uh, a flexible work schedule where nice. we can work as early as as let's say six a.m., which mm-hmm. I, I don't work that early, but uh, right, right. But I can also leave a little a little early and then do my training and then come back. You know, do a little bit of auditioning yeah. before even my, before even my wife. You know, gets gets out of work. So nice, nice. So, so, I mean, it's like it, it you make it work somehow. Like if you really are passionate about something, I mean, you, you adjust, you adjust, and you you find a way to make it work even if it's just like even if it's just a little bit I mean it's it's, mm-hmm. it's more than what you would have done if you would have allowed yourself to give into I don't want to say laziness but <laughs> a, a kind of co coast mode if you will. absolutely
0: like you said even if it's just one little thing it's one more step on the journey that you may not have gotten if you'd talked yourself out of it you know like you never know where it could go from there so I, I love that answer i Absolutely love it. Now, one thing I do want to ask, uh, just because you did mention the schedule flexibility with work, arm wrestling training, and everything too, do you find the arm wrestling, which we're going to talk about here momentarily, do you find that the arm wrestling kind of helps you avoid burnout for voiceover, and voiceover helps you avoid the burnout for uh, for arm wrestling, or is there like a vice versa or something that helps you avoid the burnout altogether, like so that you're not overworking yourself?
1: That's a very good question. Honestly, Uh, I I would say yes, because I didn't start streaming until like maybe six months ago because I was getting burned out from voiceover. Yeah. And there was a time where I wasn't feeling too confident in the arm wrestling world either. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like I I wanted to do something because I've always loved playing video games and I had not played in like a long time. So I figured by streaming... It kind of incentivized me to get myself as hold myself accountable to right. get a little bit of time to myself. But Mercedes, to her credit, she really helped me set a goal to get affiliate within a month. And I got, I got it within three weeks. You know nice, nice. So, and of course, you know a few other friends and then my wife. You know, kind of virtually knocked on everyone's door hey you know go go follow go follow my husband
0: right so, right i love so it it's
1: been it's been it's been nice so so i mean it's good it's really good to have different avenues different outlets yeah, uh, absolutely for that thing so uh so yeah i mean it's just when you do something for your living for like a continuous amount of amount of time and if it starts to feel like work i mean it's you're gonna burn out so I mean, yeah definitely need to it's okay to take a detour
0: uh, yes. Once
1: in a while, I mean, because your your career is not going anywhere,
0: right? And that's—I'll be honest—that's one thing that uh, that improv has greatly helped me with. Is like I used to be so like this is the way it's got to be done. I guess borderline control freak would be the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're in that mentality, you miss out on so many other things that. That detour may have, you know, been something awesome that you just completely missed out on, and may not have even known that you needed or wanted. So, absolutely, just going with the flow and then recognizing those signs is an absolutely huge thing. And I can't, like Greg said, I can't stress that enough. Like you, like you said, your career's not going anywhere. So if you notice those signs, and I've seen a lot of people preaching it on social media now too, like burnout is real today. Taking a taking a me day, taking something like do it. I'm still working on that myself. I, again, I love that answer, too. So, like, there's so much that you're saying. Like, there's so much knowledge here. And I have no doubt that it's going to benefit somebody listening to this interview as well.
1: I mean, that, that's, what I, that's what I try. I mean, because, uh, I mean, I did uh, – during Team Avalon, there were fans, like, you know, Patreon fans. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to get started in voiceover, too. And I, you know, I mentored a couple of them. It's like it, it felt really good for them. Yeah. Uh, but for me to kind of share tidbits of wisdom, not saying that I, that I know a whole lot or – but I know – what it's like to like get started and feel like you're right. kind of without a paddle. And so I, I, I shared what I considered to be helpful now and Absolutely. what I used and helpful in the aspect of, oh, well, I really wish I would have known about this you know, when yeah. I started. So it's always good.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to bring your dad into the conversation now. Um, I know he's an accomplished arm wrestler as well, Bill Arnold. So what what got you into arm wrestling? Was that something like that you just saw him doing and gravitated towards? Did he kind of invite yeah. you into it? Tell me about that.
1: His start of this career was back in 1981 mm-hmm. when he was in college. Obviously, this marks 40 years you, as of his birth. Wow. Like past That's month,
0: amazing. Uh,
1: that he's been involved with this sport. I mean, he's been kind of like on and off with it, but... He's still um, like even recently he still competes. And yeah, I've seen pictures still, on
0: your Facebook about it. Yeah. He
1: still kicks ass. But but yeah, long story short, he he got me into it and followed in his footsteps. I watched him nice. you know, when I was a kid. I did a few things, and then he's just uh, you know he's naturally a great teacher, a mentor, right? And just you know he's the smartest guy I've ever that, that I've ever known. And I and so that. it's um very inspirational. And it's, it's been a nice journey, and just kind of how we bond. Uh, we we travel across the nation. Together, I mean, I think the farthest we traveled for a competition was over in uh, British Columbia, in Colum- Wow, British Columbia. That so is amazing. For, for the world championships they hosted that year. So nice. He, he, was, he was a very prominent figure in the sport, especially in the, Absolutely. Of, in the state of Ohio. Like, he really helped get that state on the map yeah. in the professional
0: sport. So – Tell me about this, because I'm I'm not as familiar with it as far as the rules and regulations and everything. I do know that a couple guys that I haven't had the opportunity to meet, and unfortunately some I won't have the opportunity to meet because they've passed, but... I've heard about like professional wrestlers like Scott Norton being a, yeah. a, a badass arm wrestler, or even somebody yep. like a ravishing Rick Rude. Has your dad ever gone up against somebody like the size of a Scott Norton? And what is his mentality like? And if you're in a situation like that too, somebody that's like bigger than you, like what is your mentality and your preparation for facing somebody like that?
1: Yeah, honestly, first off, yes, he has faced people that were bigger mm-hmm. because in competitions you have the option of e- pulling as many classes as you want, as long as oh, okay. they're either in your weight class or they're he- heavier than your weight class. Gotcha. So you can't go lighter. You can course. go up,
0: but you can't go down. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So,
1: back in his prime, I guess, uh, for, for uh, because <laughs> I still think he's in his prime.
0: Right, time, right.
1: But back in his heyday, he, you know, for practice, especially for like local-ish or state tournaments, he would jump some classes because he would dominate his respective vision, but the way that he he always did it is uh, the way that professional competitors realize is that it's definitely not the size of the stature or you know the bodybuilder size but how strong your hand is it's like gotcha. you can beat somebody that benches 500 pounds a guy who benches 500 pounds can lose to a guy who, who can only bench two two 200 220 wow. it doesn't it doesn't matter i mean strength is just a bonus because the hand and you know the way that you drive your wrist It controls the direction of the match. Now, it doesn't mean that the person who has a stronger hand is always going to win.
0: Right, right, right. uh,
1: Because they also have to have a decent shoulder to finish them off. But it's just about getting your opponent in a leverage disadvantage. And especially when you have lighter guys that are reputably faster on the go, ready, go. And before people even have time to react, because that's what I'm known for is I'm a speed arm wrestler um where i just right right at the go bam i just try and slam them to uh gotcha. to the ground. but yeah but but yeah my my mentality is um honestly it used to be that's like well okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna try and you know slam this guy's arm mm-hmm. to the pad and it's, it's sometimes a little too the first match regardless of whom it is i'm always nervous because the first match is going to set the tone right for how i think i'm going to do the the rest of the day so yeah but my dad is a lot more confident than me but you feel you feel a different when you actually do grip up like okay this guy's hand strong or i'm loading up a little bit of a little bit of pressure um you know before the go like okay you know i think i'm i think i'm okay to drive this way i'm gonna go this way, or i'm gonna or i'm gonna catch him we just said regardless of who and whom it is we approach any match just like any other match, like, okay, we're just going to try to slam the guy's uh, guy's hand or take control of the person's hand because no one's got a stronger hand than me. At least that's the winning
0: gotcha, mentality gotcha. That,
1: that he and I carry. But recently, the last tournament that I dominated, which I, I've never done a performance like that before, uh-huh. I stopped pressuring myself to whether I was going to win because I would put that weight on my back that, hey, I want to make my dad proud and yeah. people have expectations of me. And a lot of times I wouldn't do very well. But recently I said, even if you don't, it's, it's not going to change. It's not going to change, you know, whether you're a, whether you're a good husband, whether you're a good son, right,
0: right. you want
1: to be known for something. You want to have some kind of legacy. We, yes, subconsciously we want that. But but when it comes to a sport, even if it's, or or, or a career, you want to strive to be among the best there is. But honestly, at the end of the day, you know, when your time is up, all that matters is whether you're a decent, uh, you know, relative, a spouse, a a child or you know whether you're a good parent that's the legacy that's gonna continuously
0: you know, i agree last for
1: for generations
0: i agree now <laughs> anyway i'm sorry my, my oh, point was oh, you're that, fine
1: uh, i'm just gonna have fun you know yeah just, yeah just be, be fun and you know if i win terrific if i lose I me mean, whatever so what right so, i mean i know it sounds cliche but it really helped that day
0: that's something i've noticed too is that kind of like when you have that is what it is mentality when you let those chains go, like it's so freeing. and then, like you said, you end up doing so much better than you would if you had all that pressure riding on your shoulders. Do you feel like that's something that needs to be addressed more because I see it a lot, especially in corporate settings, like and i I was mentioning earlier some of the stresses you bring home. It's like, failure is not looked at as a learning experience. It's looked at as I expect to win. And, you know, if I don't win, something's wrong, but I'm not going to look at learning something from the failure. I'm looking at it as I expected to win and I didn't.
1: I get what some of those uh, those entities are, are trying yeah. to get across. I mean, you want to go in, uh, I guess kind of feeling like you're on top of the world. Yeah. And you, it, it's just kind of like a, I guess you could say a defense mechanism and confidence. But I don't know, the, the way that I see it is... I think it's good to be confident and feel that, you know, you can you can handle yourself, but mm-hmm. not just in the aspect of whether, you know, you're confident that you're gonna win, but confident that you're gonna go into it feeling enriched from the experience yes. regardless yes. of the result. And I know jobs are stressful. I know it's this thing is like easier said than done. Yeah. But- Honestly, if you go into it with a fun mindset and you don't let the most trivial things get to you and you don't have, well, I have to win. Otherwise, it's a ride or die situation. Right, right, right. It should be be just simply enjoy the ride. Absolutely. It it is going to be very evident with your surroundings from everyone else if you are simply having fun that's kind of the way i look at it with competitions that's how i'm trying to look at it at work and that's how i am with uh, with voiceover it's a so it. technique that a technique that really helped me get cast for a, a point and click role that i had i had already went into i mean it's i'm not saying you should go into it with this particular mindset but in the voice acting world it's highly highly encouraged that you you submit for an audition you know, right away. Yeah. Just so you can be first in mind, as opposed to waiting till the last day for the deadline. Well, there there was a particular casting call from this game. It's like, okay, well the deadline's tomorrow and I'm not gonna not gonna get anyway. But I- I'm gonna go into it with yeah. an experience and just have fun. So it's like okay, this is kind of a hyperactive uh, robot, if you will. So and instead of me thinking, oh well, you yeah, know, I don't I don't want the casting director to judge me, you know, Greg at age 31. So like, let me go back to thinking I like, can remember how when we were kids and we could pretend to be anything and then mm-hmm. we without worry of judgment, yes. had no care in the world. So I started with that mindset, like, okay, Greg, says uh, here, you're four years old and you're told to impersonate a news anchor. You know, how would you do it? If you're asked to impersonate a firefighter or a robot, a really hyperactive robot, how would you do it? And it was a lot more fun and it wore me out. Right, right. It was fun. Long story short, I got cast for that role. So whomever was in the in the in the lead for that, I sniped. Nice, I love <laughs> so, that. I mean, I don't like to do my horn with that, but uh, but I, I th- love that, was, that. That was so accomplishing. I just I, I I couldn't even articulate the level of excitement that.
2: Oh I man, had for I can that. only so,
0: imagine.
1: So, bottom line is that it, it is incredibly beneficial to go into each of your endeavors just simply having fun and being yes. fun and just enjoying that you get to. Experience experience something like this, you know, whether it's an arm wrestling competition or an audition, you know, sure. It's a lot of pressure, but mm-hmm. if you go into it, it's like, yeah, th- this is so much fun. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It, it-, it is a load of difference versus, yes. Oh man, you know, this is, I really hope I get this. So oh, I don't want to screw. What if I screw up? You know, what right, if, what right. if, what if, I mean, there's just no sense in worrying about something that has not even, has not even taken. Yes. Place.
0: Very, very, very true. In saying that too, like I know one of the big things I hear a lot of voiceover, especially like veterans saying is submit it and forget it, submit it and forget it. With yeah. everything you just said, especially going back to the sandbox, so to speak, being that four year old kid that how would you be a news anchor? How would you be how would you be a robot, whatever it may be, and you feel worn out after that audition, does that help you with the whole mindset of I just gave it my all, that's it, I'm happy with whatever the outcome is? Does that yeah. help you maintain that mentality?
1: Absolutely. Because at the very least, I was able to delve into a character that kind of made me maybe feel pretty excited yes. about and that I was that I could reflect reflect on. It. And it was um it was still an enriching experience whether I got uh whether I got cast or not. And I think that's what a lot of voice talent and not just voice talent, but like actors in general mm-hmm. tend to forget. Yeah. because we get lost in the element that this is still a job, this is how we make mm-hmm. our living. Uh, you know, oh man, this is do or die. But it's really, really important to make sure that you got to have fun each time. Yeah, you know, Just just go into it. It's not a big deal. You know, if you don't get the part, some things happen for, for a reason. And, be, and if you start to feel burnout, make sure that you uh, invest in self-care.
0: Very, very true. And then I got another question too, especially voiceover related. Do you take that same approach and mentality when it comes to finding an agent or, you know, like submitting your information for an agency's roster? Do you take that same mentality or is there a little bit of a uh, different preparation yes. in it?
1: Yeah. So the the way that I look at agencies is just because that you don't get signed has nothing to do with your skill. Right. I mean, it, 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 people can people can argue that it is, but that's not always the case. It could be that hey, you know, we have a type of that already, or we just don't have a, a need for it at this time. Maybe right. Full, or maybe uh, you just quite weren't what they were looking for. It has nothing to do with your ability. But I also look at it as well. I have zero chance if I don't submit.
0: Yeah, Absolutely even if it's true. like
1: point zero zero one percent, still a hell of a lot better than uh, than just simply not taken not taking a
0: leap absolutely true earlier you mentioned uh you know having a new reel put together or getting a new reel produced yeah what was the demo reel process like for you because i know a lot of people and i haven't really talked about this this much on the show you see a lot of different people say like you know when you're ready or your coach will know when you're ready but if you have to ask then you're not ready what was the process like for you making your first demo reel and was your first demo reel a commercial or a character reel
1: my very first demo i completely did everything myself and i, I shouldn't have but it, it it's okay because right. it helped it helped get me through some of the jobs definitely not worthy of finding representation but it I was gotcha. enough but it was enough for me to say hey this this is this is what i can do yeah you know, I'm, I'm worthy of a few maybe indie projects or you know some more hobbyist or or um finding some jobs on uh, freelancing sites right but, right but then i waited about like uh, after about a year i worked with more coaching i did more coaches and so what had happened was is like okay we found you a little bit of an arsenal you're kind of a you're a bright energetic creaky mm-hmm. quirky type of voice and i don't know i just I, I i developed some voices over um some of the projects that i did i utilized that arsenal and, yeah. and so what had happened was is i recorded the or i did the recording myself and I hired somebody to cue in the SFX and right, the, the right, background, right. so it, it took a village. In addition, there was a, a Brittany Lada, you have the, in the anime industry, uh-huh. big figure in the industry. She had a service where she did a demo critique. So nice. I submitted my demo critique to her, and I and she she was very very thorough with every every little piece. I applied the revisions, and then from there I submitted it to agencies and. Good Lord, I I am just so surprised that I got signed. Nice, I that. love it. So, so it's like I, I hired an audio engineer to mm-hmm. do the the effects, and then I got critiqued by a veteran, or I'm sorry, a, a, an industry veteran yeah. of a, a casting director and, a, and an actress. And then from there, I polished it. And right. then that's the demo I use. So my next step is to get a fully... Produced demo from, uh, I'm thinking of like Real Voice LA and yeah. yeah so I know uh, or, or anybody else that does. Oh yeah, so my my first demo, I I tried doing commercial. It's it is okay, but uh, it wasn't my bread and butter. Uh, my uh, my forte is definitely character same animation here. in vi- video games, and I figured I'm just gonna I'm gonna harp that. But what's funny is, is I actually got signed to an agency that is only commercial, but they liked my character demo so much really? that, uh, like, well, well we've, okay, there might be something for you, because some commercials have some character yes, very aspect true. in it. Very so, true. it's like, okay, you know, just to share your commercial demo, too. So, the commercial uh, demo, you know, knock on wood, hasn't really been vetted, but it's... It right. Actually, let, let me rephrase that, uh, it, it did go through the the professional audio engineer. Nice. Stuff, whereas, my very first demo, I did all the engineering, like, myself. I, I
0: wore all the hats.
1: Yeah, but I'm really glad I did the route that I did. And Absolutely. like I said, it, it's not as widely heard of, but it was a lot more thrifty, but it still got the job done. Yeah. Of everyone that's listened to the de- well, almost, I guess, I guess just about everyone, but a lot of people said, this is great. You know, you, you sound great. You know, we're going to, we're going to consider you or, hey, I got something that's perfect for you. Use that second voice. Right, right, that's right. happened before too. That, that second spot.
0: I got a question about that now, because like, that is an amazing story and Mercedes played a big part in my first character demo, my current character demo, you know, getting produced, nice. meeting with the coach and everything and then introduced me to the engineer, but You know, in situations like that, like you see some like well-known people in the industry say never make or produce your own demo, never do this, never do that. Then you see other people on the same level say the exact opposite. So like in a situation like that, how did you process and how did you vet the information to figure out like what was best for Greg in that situation?
1: That's a very good question. See, when I had done the whole thing myself, I had not really been aware that that process is frowned upon it wasn't until like i was in the middle of doing the the vetted the revision the demo revision process but at that point it was only said hey make sure that is professionally produced and it's like well okay so i don't know i mean it's like i'm a paid voice talent and even though that it's not like a fully 100% leave it in their hands type of yeah, deal even yeah, though, I it, gotcha. probably, it should be an end goal it should be an end goal but just because that I'm somewhere in my career doesn't mean that you know what I'm going isn't right for me. At, is isn't right for me at this time. I mean, I right. I thought this was the right move for me at this time, but surprisingly, as a bonus, it, it just got me a little farther than I thought it would. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm just kind of relishing on that. But I honestly see their point. I see where they're where they're going with. But. The people that are that are starting, they don't have two thousand dollars to spend.
2: Right, right, right.
1: (laughs) Two or three thousand, whatever the case might be. No disrespect to any uh, any of those entities whatsoever, because you know they've earned their way and that they've put forth years into it to where it's like justifiable to charge a certain rate to like make their living. I mean, I get that. Like I'd mentioned before, it does take a village, and it's great to. Have sources like an audio engineer, professional, somebody on the other end can kind of direct you, like, okay, you know, try this, try this. Because I actually helped Mercedes a little bit with her demo.
0: Oh, nice. Um, I didn't know while that. While she
1: was record recording, I was like, okay, d- do another take, but try, you know, emphasizing this word like tw- towards the end. And it- she sounded great. Too. Right, so, right. Long story short. So I-, I gave my take and
0: I love that. Kind
1: of helped each other. So honestly, I think something can't be professionally done or you know, still be great especially at this point in your journey yeah but, but like i said the whole thing the the two grand or 15 grand whatever the whatever the uh, fully produced demo demo is like i said that should be an end goal yes. And there's nothing talked about where it's kind of like in the middle ground i think what i did was definitely kind of a hybrid like a little middle absolutely ground. and it just worked for me yeah i'm not saying it's for everybody but it definitely is possible
0: and I mean that that kind of goes back to something with not only voice acting but so much in life and I mean even acting in general is that it's so subjective because I mean it's uh it's art yes and it's almost like a buffet because what you may like or what may work for Greg may not work for Flynn or vice versa or whoever's listening mm-hmm. to this you know and it's it's hard to say there's a right way and a wrong way on certain things like that but like I love your real life example of what you did and how it benefited you. Like that's an awesome, awesome story. Yeah.
1: Now again, I mean, I I will emphasize: don't do everything by yourself. Get a new, yes. get a different set of beers to, to absolutely like somebody who can give their take on very on something. So trusted colleagues but people mm-hmm. that are willing to uh, give you some thorough critique yes um yeah and, and not just like give you a pat on the back yeah I mean, you, you definitely want to have um you don't want the other extreme so. absolutely um but yeah it's it i i do think it, anything is possible yeah um, yeah you know, what it it's an art it is subjective very
0: very true and i mean that i love that too is like go to people that you trust go to people that may have been where you're trying to go now but also make sure you're not going to somebody that's just going to tell you what you want to hear too because you may think you do a flawless elevated upper british accent but you just sound like somebody that may get one word right so get the you know get the proper ears on it get your connections, make your village, get a coach, you know, work with an engineer too, because those are the people that are going to make what sounds great. Take it. They're going to take it to that next level and help you find different ways to make it that much better to help you stand out too. Absolutely.
1: So something I wanted to mention, speaking of which is, um, it really is important to kind of take what industry professionals tell you and and Uh just listen, listen to what they tell you. But ultimately, you know, what your passion is and what genre feels right for yes. you and what you really want to do so because like i've had everett oliver real big name in oh, the industry, yeah. he helped with the simpsons so i used to be part of uh something called i think it was voice bank and what it sounds ha- familiar what it was is um it could be like a talent agent or a casting director or big name like everett oliver yeah um, would give like a script and if you'd be a member i mean it was definitely worth worth the price but every week you would submit something to this person and they would critique you on it. Yeah. Everett Oliver said, well, you know, the, the narration part was, I don't know, it's like it, it didn't sound like a character. It just sounded you like telling a story. And this I I think narrator is more of your your niche. So like I mean, I didn't really like my narration because I actually had a couple of narration jobs in mm-hmm. a YouTube documentary and I would used to get comments like, oh, this guy's voice is way too nasally, so annoying. And right. <laughs> so I, shockingly enough, I actually did narrate a couple of audiobooks like year, years down the road. Yeah, there but, you go. Um, but anyway, my, my point is is that even though that he may have heard something in me that I that I didn't realize, but deep down, character is, is something I've always wanted to do. So I honed So Absolutely. I honed that. And, you know, it's like I've been, uh, I never wanted to, turn back i mean yeah you definitely want to open yourself up to uh, broaden yourself to every single job it could be you know commercial narration and character and you know, it's okay to be a little bit of a jack of all trades when you're mm-hmm. getting started but of course as you progress you're going to find something that's going to highlight you yes at, very as, true as a talent and as long as it's something that you you love to do and you you will become a master of it as long as you keep believing in yourself so yeah but my, my, my message is, is that regardless of what anybody tells you it, it's important to take note of it but at very the same time true. it is your life and yes it is, it, it is your career and it is up to you how how you handle it just
0: absolutely be
1: the hardest worker of the people in your field and if I can do it so will you
0: man I I love that too and I gotta say too funny you would mention Everett's name because I think as this episode has dropped it's been about a year to the day that I actually got connected with him because I met him right or I connected with him right after New Year's this time last year while I was getting over COVID and He is such a great guy. Like he, he knows so much about this industry, and he can teach you so much. So if you're on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. or you're on social media, I highly recommend following him. He's such a wealth of knowledge. But I mean, that's that's exactly true too. I mean, I'll equate some of what you just said, like back to my wrestling days, because. You know, on the independent circuit, you'll get a mix of so many of these guys that have either been to the big dance or been to a, you know, had a WWE contract or that have never been anywhere and just wrestled in the same town every month for 20 years and think they know everything. Everybody has a piece of knowledge they can give you, but only you know yourself. So you're going to know what works for you and what doesn't. They can offer you the advice, be respectful, thank them. And if you figure out it doesn't work for you, no sour grapes, hopefully yeah, they're, in, they're, in the wrestling they're, world
1: anyway. Yeah, there there is no such thing as like a, a duplicate journey. Yes, I mean you yes. you are your own unique story. And
0: that's and that's one thing I love about the voiceover world too, is that like there is literally something for everybody. There is no wrong, there is just uniquely you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. That was a hard pill for me to swallow at the beginning because, you know, over a decade of being in that particular genre, there was a lot of Oh, this is my spot. You're not getting the type of stuff. But like Mercedes is one of the ones that absolutely hit that home to me. And then everything you've said here tonight has kind of brought that back into full perspective, too. So it's so true.
1: It's it's very helpful to have someone with with a go getter attitude, yeah. in, but also th- that that possesses a wealth of knowledge at such a short increment of time, yes. relatively short increment of time that Mercedes has. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like I tell her all the time. She is she is she's going to be huge, like yep. wherever. Oh, um, yeah. where she goes. It's I don't just a, I don't doubt it, that. It's, it's just amazing to be part of an industry where you, you meet so many great people, mm-hmm. and they may go on to do things that. That are beyond their wildest yeah. dreams, or maybe they stay where they are, but they're happy with right. it. Just be happy with where you are. Yes. if you're not quite happy where you are, just work towards it. Uh, don't don't be afraid that you did, and even if you don't make it, I mean, at least you you don't hold any regrets that
0: you know, that
1: you didn't take a chance. You know, go go out on your own terms.
0: Absolutely, and that's and that's one of the coolest things I love about this too is that now not only have I got to meet some of the people that I grew up that were like the the quote unquote voices of my childhood, I've got to study with them. My oldest son, who's starting to find out like a lot of these cartoons and animes that I nice. grew up on, he's getting to meet them. Like you referenced Sean Schimmel earlier. Like he made my son's weekend this past weekend when we, I finally got to meet him in person and not over zoom doing a workshop and everything. And like, My son is still over the moon about that, and that just, like, that meant the world to me. So, like, this industry is just something that's so amazing to be a part of, and you get to meet these people, and, like, just, we haven't even spoken for a full hour yet, and uh, going, going to Mercedes, going to all these other people I've met. I haven't met a lot of these people in person, you know, unfortunately COVID is still a thing, mm. but you know, like, you feel like you've known them forever. You have your support systems and you have yeah. your family. Like it's an amazing feeling that I don't really my words will never do it justice to how amazing I it can't truly articulate is. It. Right. Like the, you you think you've got it, but again, it goes back to the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more to it. But you know, not not to cut that short because I could go on about that and probably repeat myself multiple times over sure i get it <laughs> we are coming up on an hour and i don't want to keep you too long but we're getting down to the wire on uh on black wind coming out so it's coming out this month
1: january 20th yes
0: sir that i'm gonna a have good, a link uh, yeah. to it in the show notes as well tell me a little bit about that tell me what it was like working you know again with mercedes and sky on everything and just what are you looking forward to for players to to experience in this game
1: well, I mean, it, from the behind-the-scenes aspect, I mean, this was the first title, like first game that we all did together, like yeah. the three of us did together. And it was, uh, it, it, it was nice. It was very different. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was unique. It was this job was very unique because what had happened, how we had to record was they had already had had the do- the lines time stamped. Yeah, we had to sync. The, the, the lines with the Ooh, with the amount of duration that yeah. that they gave, which was which is like similar to like how they do with dubbing. Yeah, it was definitely unique, and it was it was a journey. <laughs> but, but I don't know. It, it it was really cool because the challenges that I faced with it it really helped the fact that Sky and Mercedes had the same. Uh, was going through the same, but we were able to kind of push each other or, or nudge each other to kind of snap ourselves back to reality if things got a little rough. Listen, you know, we we are going to be in a PS5 console game. Yeah. It's like, what are we ever going to say? What are we going to say that again? Right, when right. Have ever been able to say that before? Uh, so it's it, it's just really really neat to realize, you know, like these are the people that were aspiring and that were rising and just kind of making, uh, trying to make. A name for themselves but mm-hmm. just to see them evolve and, yeah. and grow and i'm not saying like i'm, I'm the the old timer of the, right right, right. <laughs> of, of the group but people on team avalon have kind of i was kind of like a go-to with some tidbits mm-hmm. of information like oh i was one of the only few that were represented so yeah and that and that had game titles on my resume so like i want really to do video games so like t- tell me how i would do, this. Right, I do right. this right is this is this how you how you submit but oh i'm sorry i got a little off track there. oh you're fine you're fine uh, but but yeah that that was kind of the behind the scenes look and as far as the game is concerned it is a hack and slash it oh, is nice. a kind of 3D deal kind of like a beat em up of yeah. aliens in a mech suit Ooh, even <laughs> so better so you're in a mech suit you're, you're you're slashing and then you're shooting and uh, you get to get to oh, hear the man. excitement of you know 16, 16 year old Jimmy Hawkins um <laughs> along with Mercedes as the AI sidekick um, mm-hmm. like in the mech suit uh, the nice. b- called Blackwind AI that communicates and helps Helps him out, and nice. Sky is a few male roles that you guys will get to hear. So I like it; lot to look forward to, and we had tons of fun.
0: Nice. With it. Now, We're did you guys it. did you guys get to actually record together through like Source Connect, Zoom, or whatever it may be, or did you kind of like just do everything individually?
1: We did everything individually. There was an instance where Mercedes was like, okay, I'm kind of struggling trying to maintain this character. Could you kind of coach, coach, yeah. help me out? And I did say, okay, you know, here's this line. Now they'll say it this way. Okay, try it this way. Like, okay, that's perfect. You know, so save that one. Nice. So uh, there were, there was a session where I where she and I kind of helped each other out, to kind of bounced back and forth with some of our lines. But uh, our task was individual and we mm-hmm. submitted them individually to the, to the developers.
0: Man, I love it. So like I, like I was saying earlier, and like I referenced, you know, at the start of the show, once this game is dropped, I'm gonna make sure I have all three of you guys back to talk about that. We'll share some stories on that, and see if there's any feedback no, that you guys have, uh, you know, have have gotten on the game too. I am so excited for this game to drop because. God, I can't think of how long it's been since I've heard Mercedes like talking about this game, and it's like she's hyped it up so much that like I'm I'm dying to play it now. So she,
1: she is the best cheerleader of like oh, like, like anything. Yes, like, she, she is. She is just. She is a master of marketing. Yeah, I, I just I wish I had that level of skill and stamina that she Absolutely. has. Absolutely. It is vital. Like if you want to be, if you want to get your name out there, it is vital that you have, you have mm-hmm. her in your network. Because oh, yes. she is incredibly helpful. She's very wholesome. And, and honestly, I wouldn't have met you had it not been for, for her. And, Absolutely. and I definitely owe, I owe a lot to her on that. Same, same and, here and, and, too. And Sky, of course.
0: Yes, yeah, same here. And I mean, that's, that's my birthday twin. So got to give her as much credit as nice. possible. So she has been a godsend because I, Came in not knowing anything, and she has literally guided me along the way. I still don't know that much, you know, just a drop in the pond, but... Man, she has just been a huge help, and other VAs and don't necessarily like talk to her as much as I do, but she's made an impression on them through other projects or being connected with them. Like, and in, I hear her name come up, and it's nothing but positive things. So, again, mm-hmm. Mercedes, I feel like you should start paying me for plugs on here, but I'll do That's it for free anytime. But I, I can't thank you enough for everything. Like you said, wouldn't you have the chance to have this awesome conversation tonight if it wasn't for her. So. The world needs more Mercedes. We'll just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, there's, there's definitely <laughs> definitely need more. I mean, uh, but but def- definitely one is uh, is is really helping uh, helping absolutely us, absolutely
0: clearly. true. Well, man, as we come up on an hour here, is there anything else that you want to leave our audience with? Any little nuggets of wisdom? Anything that you got coming up that you want to drop a little teaser for? Off
1: the top of my head, I mean, other than the Black Wind game, I can't really. Uh, can't really think of anything at this time. I will, uh, I will say that, uh, yeah, I've been trying to be a little more, um, a little more involved social media, uh, mm-hmm. wise with, um, with my arm wrestling endeavors yep. and my, uh, voice acting, you know, simultaneously, Absolutely. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I can add in terms of wisdom is it's okay to feel like you're, you're in the abyss here and there, but, yep. um, it is just, uh, uh, the way I see it is it's, uh, you are the writer in your book, and it's not going to end there. If you're not happy with where you are right now, just uh, keep writing, turn to the next chapter. I mean, you are the writer, you get to decide what happens next.
0: Absolutely true. And man, I can't think of a better way to wrap up tonight's episode than with some insightful words like that. And that was the best way to start off the The year of 2022 with our first episode of the podcast. So, Greg, I can't thank you enough for being so generous with your time here tonight. Dropping all these nuggets of wisdom because, man, I learned so much in this brief conversation here. And I know we're going to have more coming up, too. So, I'm going to make sure that we have your social medias plugged in the show notes so people can keep up with you. They can keep up with the arm wrestling, with any new voice acting things that come your way. So, we're going to make sure all that is plugged as well. And, guys, too... Like I said, there's a lot going on behind the scenes for this show. So if you're liking what I'm doing and you want to stay on the ride, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to have a YouTube page coming up now. As I'm getting back into the professional wrestling thing, you're going to see videos and promos and different things on there too. We've got some big guests that we're working on behind the scenes that You've probably heard a time or two before or heard me reference on the show, so get ready for an interview with them. Get ready for multiple roundtable interviews we've got coming up. And I may also have a couple spinoff podcasts in the works as well. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And if you guys want to keep up with everything, just follow us on all social media platforms. Make sure you're subscribed on Spotify, Apple iTunes and Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get it from. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you're leaving us a five-star review to tell us that you like what we're doing over here. So guys, for myself... For Greg, I hope you all had a safe and happy new year. I hope the resolutions are going to work out the way you want them to, and I hope everything works out in your favor. Guys, be good to each other, and let's keep this year going strong. Greg, thank you again for your time tonight, man.
1: Oh No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. It was all mine. Take care, everybody.
0: Take care, guys, and we'll see you next week with another awesome guest. And I know you hear me.
2: Howdy, folks. This is Withered Wingnut, and I'm sure we've all heard the same expression. A woman works from sun till sun, but a voiceover works from noon till one. And I thought, hey, I want to be one of them. So I decided to get some lessons in voice acting. And of course, what I did was looked up the best voiceover coach I could possibly find, which was Alicia Bowman. So basically, this is what I sounded like six months ago. But today... I sound like this. I begin every sentence with, in a world. In a world where there were a million mediocre voiceover coaches. Where they were like lukewarm roller dogs at 7-Eleven. There was one that stood out head and shoulders above the rest. The one and only Elise Bowman. And she can coach you too. Go to EliseCoaches.com That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com And you can become a voiceover, too. Now back to my regular voice. That's right. She's like magic, so check her out. And if you have half as much fun as she does, well, she'll have twice as much fun as you.